we pick up the Benjamin Franklin story with him setting sail to London in November of 1724. By now, he's 18 years old with a few years of work as a printer under his belt. The Pennsylvania governor, a guy by the name of William Keith, is now a good friend of Ben's. They often have dinner together, and Governor Keith has promised to fund this trip for Benjamin. So the purpose is that Benjamin gets over there, makes connections with other printers, more established printers in London, and then to purchase better printing equipment and fonts once he's on the ground because a lot of that equipment wasn't available. It wasn't manufactured in the colonies at that time. Benjamin arrives in London on Christmas Eve, 1724. Now, London at that time was the economic and political center of the world. The British Empire was spread all around the globe, and I can only imagine how awe-inspiring it must have been to go from the tiny little villages of Boston and Philadelphia to the big city. On arrival, Franklin quickly realizes that the letter of credit and recommendations that he'd been promised by Governor Keith didn't exist. The governor had lied to him the whole time. According to Franklin, the governor wished to exp- wished to please everyone, and having little to give, he gave expectations. So the trip didn't turn out how he had planned, but he decided to make the most of it. Ben ended up getting a job at a small print shop. He worked there for a full year before getting a better job at a larger print shop. And the whole time he was in London, he was just meeting interesting people. He was networking. He was meeting authors, scientists, philosophers, merchants, politicians. And had this been 2024 instead of 1724, I think we would have had some incredible With Ben podcast interviews. A friend of Benjamin's, a guy by the name of Thomas Denham, who Ben met on the boat over to London, was heading back to Philadelphia and offered Benjamin passage back to the colonies as well as a job in the general store that he was planning to open upon return. So Benjamin accepted the job, and together they left London in July of 1726. Benjamin was 20 years old, He'd been in London for about 18 months total. In the crossing from the crossing the Atlantic between North America and England, it took 11 weeks at the time. And during the return trip, Benjamin did a lot of thinking and writing, and he wrote out a plan he called the Plan for Future Conduct. And here's what he said, quote, Let me therefore make some resolutions and some form of action that henceforth I may live in all respects like a rational creature. First, it is necessary for me to be extremely frugal for some time till I have paid what I owe. Second, to endeavor to speak truth in every instance, to give nobody expectations that are not likely to be answered, but aim at sincerity in every word and action, the most amiable excellence in a rational being. Third, to apply myself industriously to whatever business I take in hand, and not divert my mind from my business by any foolish project of suddenly growing rich, for industry and patience are the surest means of plenty. And last, I resolve to speak ill of no man whatever, end quote. Another noteworthy thing that happened during this trip, besides all the writing and thinking, is that Ben began some of his first scientific experiments and observations, which was something that he would keep up for the rest of his life. He took notes on the migration patterns of the dolphins. He did experiments on little crabs, and he calculated the distance from London based on the lunar eclipse. And it was also during this time that he formulated frameworks about human behavior. For example, during this voyage, he played a lot of checkers with the other passengers. And he developed what he described as an infallible rule, which is that if two persons equal in judgment play for a considerable sum, he that loves money most shall lose. 
his anxiety for the success of the game confounds him. And he applied this rule for the rest of his life to other battles, whether it was business, war, politics. And he noticed that it seemed to be consistent across different modalities. The reason, he theorized, is that the person who is too fearful will end up performing defensively and thus fail to seize offensive advantages. Now, this is one of the things that I love most about studying Franklin. He takes these little moments in life and draws deep insight from something like playing checkers, which then serves him for the rest of his life. In the fall of 1726, again, 20 years old, he returned to Philadelphia, and he was ready to start the general store with Thomas Denham, and that is where the story will continue in our next episode.